Welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast, presented by the News Press and Naples Daily News. We'll get you ready for the top high school football games in Lee and Collier Counties each week with our analysis and predictions. Here are your hosts, the News Press's Adam Regan and the Naples Daily News' Adam Fisher. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. I'm Adam Regan, and I'm joined by Adam Fisher as we head into week six. Correct. You're looking at me like you asked me a question, but that is correct. It is week six. I look to you to bring the energy every week, well, so I thought you were going to... I'm about to bring it. Let me ask you a question. What what's, What is the date right now? Do you know off the top of your head? October 6th. October, baby. What do I say? The first show every October. Best month of the year. Real football's here. Playoff implications. It's the fall. We got pumpkin spice lattes. We got college football, which in that order. We got the NBA Finals going on right now. Baseball playoffs. Hockey Finals just wrapped up. This is a crazy time of year. I love October. You don't usually get the NBA Finals in October. I know. It's usually the start of the NBA season, which I'm also always excited about. Uh, but, uh, you know, now we get to watch NBA Finals and NFL. It's pretty neat. And everything else. And everything College else. football. The only thing we didn't get to watch, Stanley Cup Finals already wrapped up. Yeah, that wrapped up. Uh, hey, and Florida won it. Tampa Bay Lightning. We could have Florida win the NBA Finals. Miami Heat, probably not. But <laughs> It's it probably could not going to happen. And we're definitely going to have a Florida team win a state championship in high school football. I probably eight of them. I put money on it. I probably eight teams will win that. Probably. Yeah. But hey, let's, uh, who knows what's going to happen? Yes, a Georgia team sneak in there. <laughs> well, I'm saying it could get canceled. We don't know. Who knows? Well, we're going to jump into our recap of last week. Fisher, what stood out to you in week five? You know, just going over all the scores and all the game wrap-ups, trying to come up just what was most impressive in week five, and I find myself kind of finding a theme, and it was defense. I was really impressed with the big wins that teams put on with their defense. Obviously, the uh, Palmetto Ridge defense, second shutout. They have not allowed a point this season. North Fort Myers uh, in a game that we thought was going to be kind of close. Their defense recorded its second straight shutout. Fort Myers defense held Charlotte to a min- uh, under points? 10 points. Nine, Lehigh nine, yeah. held Cypress Lake to 7 points. Naples, of course, you know they were playing a down Immokalee team. But second straight shutout for them. So defense was the, the key in my mind. And what I think is the most impressive defensive performance this week, and we've been talking about Cypress Lake, how they have like a video game type offense, was Lehigh holding them to seven points. You have Kyrie Savoy out there on the outside, their wide receiver for Cypress Lake, and he's getting press covered every single play by four-star recruit Omarion Cooper, who's headed to FSU, and J.D. Sherrod couldn't find anybody. I mean, I think Cypress Lake's going to be good this year, but oof, that is a blow to them to only put up seven points against a really good team. Well, it, it really restore, not restores your, your faith, but increases your faith in Lehigh. Such a good team, and they got a big one coming up. They're going to have to stop a really good offense in Naples, which we'll talk about later. Another team, Fort Myers, playing at home, kind of gives you an advantage, but I think you and I both picked Charlotte to win. Man, Fort Myers held them to nine points, no touchdowns until I believe the fourth quarter, if I'm correct on that one. But Fort Myers really controlled that game. That that impressed me. And what is my rule? Uh, I don't. If it hasn't happened, you don't pick it to happen. Uh, I, I have several one? rules, but <laughs> do, don't pick against Fort Myers at Edison Stadium. And what did we both do last week? Yep, we did it. We did it, and they made us pay. And Fort Myers, the interesting thing about them is they've started slow the last couple of years in their opener. And then they've really turned it on towards the middle and end of the season. I think that's what's happening again this year. Hey, I want to uh, give some love down in Collier County. I mentioned it at the top. 
Palmetto Ridge, who we knew was good because their first game before this one, they beat Naples 38 to nothing. They shut out Laley 16 to nothing. They allow only one yard of offense in the first half for Laley. And I want to put this in perspective because a shutout is very hard to achieve in high school football, even when you're playing an inferior opponent. It just doesn't happen that often. So Palmetto Ridge, two games this year, two shutouts. Did you know, Adam Regan, that in their first 16 years of football, Palmetto Ridge had only six shutouts total? Before this season, they had two shutouts in the past 13 years. So they're on to something down there. And guess what? They play Immokalee this week. Immokalee was shut out last week. And I want to give a shout-out to North Fort Myers, who had two straight shutouts. And they play a team in Cape Coral, who has not scored a lot this week. We could see Palmetto Ridge and North Fort Myers defenses both record three straight shutouts. That's like Sam Dollar defense-type numbers right there. Indeed. And with North Fort Myers, they shot out a pretty good team in Ida Baker. Yeah. Uh, they, that, this was an Ida Baker team that scored some points against Dunbar, and one of their receivers had like three touchdown catches against Dunbar. Uh, they, they couldn't get anything going, and that was disappointing for the Ida Baker defense, who played a really, really strong first half. They forced like three turnovers, I think, but then North was just too much. They run the ball down your throat. They wear you out, and, I mean, 28 nothing is a great win for Dwayne Mack, especially against Ida Baker. Hey, let me throw something out there I just saw this morning. The Associated Press or the Statewide Press is not doing uh, rankings this season just because it's too topsy-turvy out there. Teams are playing different amount of games. However, a very good website, FloridaHighSchoolFootball.com, is doing their own rankings, and I trust that website. They cover the state very well. They have North Fort Myers ranked number 21 in all classifications. So according to a friend of the show, Josh Wilson of Florida High School Football. Friend of the program. Yeah, well, I've talked to him a few times. Yeah. So he's a friend of our program now. North Fort Myers ranked number 21 in all classifications. Pretty impressive. Don't tell Dwayne Mack that. He he wants to tell you that Florida high school football has North Fort Myers ranked towards the bottom, dead last, because that, that's what he's going to tell his kids. Nobody believes in us. Doesn't no, nobody the world. Believe, he loves to play that card, and it works for him. Because, so him, man, him they, and Mark Jackson, huh? Yeah, ex- well, I mean, he's there from, they're not the only ones, but Dwayne Mack loves to tell me about how he likes to hype up his guys with stuff I write that is – considered negative i mean they can twist and turn it however they want but sure anything we write a coach can put it on the bulletin board and say look what they're saying about you and i tell them man if it works for you it works for you yeah let them let them do it that, that's every time i say something that someone gets mad at me about on the podcast that's what i tell them hey i'm just trying to just trying to inspire you uh the game i was at this past week baron collier you know, not a shutout, but their defense had come out big when they needed to. 28-14 to win over Gulf Coast. And, you know, Gulf Coast, they have some weapons. We, we've seen that in the first week. You know, Connor Barrett can run and throw. And Gulf Coast was driving a few times in the second half. And the Baron, Baron Collier defense came up with two big red zone stops to secure that 28-14 to win and stay undefeated. And, hey, if we're talking defense, First Baptist, a game they had to add late against American Collegiate, who had outscored its first three opponents 153 to nothing. Now those weren't the best opponents, but First Baptist held them to 12 points. The Lions won 28 to 12. And we should say this game was scheduled because First Baptist was scheduled to play Moorhaven this week. Moorhaven had a few COVID cases out there. They had to shut their school down a few weeks ago. Had to cancel this game. So First Baptist rescheduled American Collegiate. And then First Baptist will be off this week. And the last thing I really want to talk about in this segment is a surprising result, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, Riverdale beats Golden Gate, a team that we were kind of talking up last week. They beat them 14-12. to 12. That's a big win for James Delgado and Riverdale. What do you make of this one? Well, we were both just assuming. Like, I think we kind of wrote it off. We're nonchalant about it. We both picked uh, Golden Gate pretty easily because they had impressed us the week before. 
And I, I was very surprised. I believe they only had the one touchdown Golden Gate did and a couple field goals. We expected more from this uh, offense that had gone back to its running roots. And Riverdale, you know, playing at home, they stood up and stood tall, and they uh, they held them down. It's Riverdale is a physical team, always, always, no matter what. And Golden Gate, that's kind of kind of be their bread and butter. They, they pride themselves on getting bigger and more physical this year than in years past. They hit the weight room hard. And they just, you know, ran up against a team that out-physicaled them. Yeah, they got to really bounce back after that one. I'm sure that film session at Golden Gate on whenever they do that with their kids, they got ripped apart there. So we could see a different Golden Gate team, a more motivated Golden Gate team coming into this week. And it doesn't get easier. They got Baron Collier this week. Well, good timing then. Yes. Well, that's going to do it for the first segment. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the games going on in week six. And there are some good ones. Keep up with the action every week by following our live Friday night scoreboard at NaplesNews.com, News-Press.com, and by downloading the Naples Daily News and the News Press apps onto your mobile device. Hey everyone, welcome back into the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast. We are heading into week six high school football and there are some showdowns that are so big on this week's schedule that Regan and I need to give them their own segment here starting with Fort Myers at Dunbar a game that's always tough always a slugfest always a fight up here in Lee County and man these are two good teams Dunbar uh, we know they're loaded with talent Fort Myers you know they had a surprise loss at the, at the beginning of the year against a good team but then they come back and they beat Charlotte a very good team as well I mean this is a a, a big battle and, and let me remind you, every one of these public school games could be a potential playoff preview. We don't know what the playoffs draw is going to be like later this week. You know, we could see Dunbar playing Fort Myers in the playoffs. We could see Naples, I guess not playing Lehigh, but playing a, a Dunbar or a Fort Myers. So, this game, Fort Myers at Dunbar, what strikes you about it? How difficult it is to really pick the game because Dunbar has been that team probably over the last four years or so. Where that has had Fort Myers number, and they usually play at the end of the season. And Dunbar's three and one against Fort Myers over the last four years. Dunbar's won some slugfests. I don't know, really know where to go with this one. It's at Dunbar. Yep. And Fort Myers, they they pick up steam, they gain momentum. That win over Charlotte was very, very impressive. I feel like they're riding high. I don't know, man. I I really don't know. Well, and it's even tougher because just the nature of this season, teams have not played very often. Dunbar, just two games. Last time out, we saw them. It was two weeks ago. They were off last week against a good Baker team. They won 35-19. to However, before that, it was a 58 to nothing win over an East Lee team that really is you know, trying to rebuild and get their program back on its feet. So, again, not sure. We know they're talented. I think you mentioned earlier that quarterback, Davion Palmer, he impressed me two weeks ago in that win over Baker. Palmer completed 18 of 20 passes for 216 yards. I mean, that's that's an insane completion percentage. And also ran for 75 yards and a touchdown. So he's a weapon that Fort Myers is going to have to slow down. Yeah, and Fort Myers, they've got weapons too. Zamari Harvin is probably one of the more underrated players in Southwest Florida. Dunbar defense is really going to have to shut him down. So let's move on to another game in Lee County. However, it is against a Collier County team. These could be the two best teams in the counties. We don't know yet. Obviously, Naples already has a loss, but it's Naples at Lehigh. 
Man, this is going to be a good one, and it's one we don't see too often. I meant to look up the last time they played in the regular season. Oh, oh, I was going to say it was a playoff right. game. They, they played in the playoffs, and Naples won pretty easily a few years ago. But Naples typically doesn't play a lot of Lee County teams in the regular season. You know, they're a little limited in what they can schedule because they have to schedule the six Collier County Public Schools. That leaves them four more games. They like to throw in, you know, a couple Miami schools, maybe a road trip to a Manatee or something every so often. So we haven't seen it very often, and it is at Lehigh. And so, I mean, the Lightning, they're, they're riding high after a huge win over Cape Coral. In which, Cypress Lake. I'm sorry, Cypress Lake, in which they held Cypress Lake to seven points. That defense is just so athletic and so fast, and we saw Naples struggle mightily against the Palmetto Ridge defense. And I don't think it's going out on a limb to say the Lightning have a better defense than Palmetto Ridge. Sorry, P.J. Gibbs, defensive coordinator at Palmetto Ridge, but Lehigh might be the best defense in the area. Oh, man. Are you going to a Palmetto Ridge game? Are you going to practice anytime soon? Because uh, you know, I don't think I, you're well, going to hear it. I know I'm not going to a practice anytime soon, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll hear about it from the, the Palmetto Ridge faithful, I'm sure. Absolutely. And we always talk about Lehigh's defense. You know, Jake Cheney, Wisconsin commit, linebacker. You got Amarion Cooper, who we already talked about, FSU commit. Who knows how long he'll be an FSU commit for. And then, I mean, you've got guys all over the place that can make plays. Even the not the, the guys that are highly recruited, but there are some kids that are highly recruited who we don't talk about. The Aiden Goolsby's, the uh, Gerald Blues. There's names all over the place there. So yeah, they have a good defense. I'm not sure if it's as good as Palmetto Ridge, but you know. Well, and the Naples offense has gotten back on track. They've moved uh, to a new quarterback, Stanley Bryant, who has been the starting quarterback the past two games and really driven that Naples kind of option attack. Now. Again, Naples has not played the best of opponents. Immokalee and Golf Coast do not have the greatest defenses, and Naples really took advantage. Although it, it did take some time for Naples to get going against Golf Coast. So we're going to see what happens. It's going to be a very good game. I did want to mention, you know, I'm reminded of a season, I want to say 2008 or 2009, Naples has lost a game at Lehigh in the regular season, and that game did knock them out of the playoffs. This was two, It was 2009, the last time Naples missed the playoffs. Lehigh was coached then by a young Pete Fomania. Fomania, the fighting right. Fomania. That was the year Naples went seven and three, a good record, but all three losses were to district opponents, and they missed the playoffs. So uh, not unheard of for Naples to lose at Lehigh. Let's go down to Collier County and the biggest small school rivalry, definitely in Collier County. Although there's only like four small schools in Collier County, but maybe all of Southwest Florida. St. John Newman at Community School. These teams don't like each other, and CSN. I say it every week. The only 5-0 team in all of Southwest Florida clearly should be number one in our power rankings, Mr. Adam Regan. I mean, how badly are they going to beat St. John Newman? I don't know. St. John Newman had a rough go of it last week, they didn't did. they? They did. They lost 42-0 at Lemon Bay, which, you know, I, I expected Lemon Bay to win fairly easily just because they're a bigger program, they're at home, and Newman is young this year. And uh, it, it's always tough when you're a small school to compete against a big pub, a bigger public school. But 42 nothing. I know Damon Jones was not happy about that. And I will say this, if CSN gets past St. John Newman, which is no easy task in my opinion, that could set up a matchup mm-hmm. of undivided teams next week. And that is, of course, if the Canterbury Cougars take care of business against Gateway. But you could get CSN Canterbury, two undefeated squads playing off against each other. Game of the week, maybe? Yeah, I would enjoy seeing that. And let me say, of course, I was being facetious and joking. I don't think CSN is going to beat Newman really bad. I was joking, Celtics fans. You know I love you. Newman is still a strong team. They still have a great quarterback in Mike Joyce. 
Again, CSN 5-0, and um, haven't played the best competition. This might be the best team they've faced so far. But, you know, we've said it. CSN, this is the meat of their schedule. They've got Newman, a rivalry game. Then they have Canterbury. Then they have First Baptist, all before entering the playoffs. CSN, not only 5-0, and averaging 41.4 points per game, all on the legs of Landon Reed and Lovinson Xavier, and, of course, quarterback Kale Persh. Let's pop back up to Lee County, South Lee County, the battle for South Lee County, Jaws versus Claws. Do you, like, do you like that name, though, for the rivalry? It's fun to say. I'm not a big fan of kind of, you know, cutesy nicknames like that. You, you know how I feel about the Catfish Bowl trophy. Yeah. And these are cats and fish, by the way. Maybe it could be Catfish Bowl, too. <laughs> but uh, Astero at Bonita Springs, who just got their first win on the field. Congratulations to the Bull Sharks. And by the way, I, I called it. Even though I've turned my back on my Astero brethren. I live two miles from the high school. Unreal, man. But I picked Bonita Springs. Bonita Springs is my new team. So what do you think? Can Bonita Springs go win two in a row for the first time ever? Yeah, I mean, and it's a rivalry game too. So I think this one's going to be close. But I will give the edge to Bonita Springs in this game. I think that it's quite possible that they go on a winning streak. Their first one ever. Well, and Estero has struggled to score this year. I think they only had two points last week in a loss. You know, they got to come out and they got to go to Benita. Again, is this at Benita Springs again? <laughs> Didn't we talk last week? Does, the Bull Sharks, do you guys ever play on the road? Why would you? That field is beautiful. It is very nice. I, I like the way it looks. Um, but we will break that down a little more, and we will pick that game when we come back from the break for our final segment, your favorite segment, the picks. So come on back with us. After the games each week, go to NaplesNews.com, News-Press.com, or our apps on your mobile device for photos, videos, and analysis from games throughout Southwest Florida. It's picks time. So let's look at our predictions each week. Adam Regan and I pick 10 games on the Southwest Florida football slate. I shall say this week we have 17 games and no Thursday night games which was a surprise considering there are so many games. They have to split them up to get officials to all those games. But the local officials got it covered this week, all 17 games on a Friday night. Last week, Adam Regan and I both went 7-3. and three. We split two games. First of all, I shall say we both lost Riverdale over Gulf Coast, and we both lost Gold, Fort- Golden Gate, yeah. Golden Gate, sorry. I'm struggling this week, and we both lost Fort Myers over Charlotte. Adam Regan correctly predicted LaBelle over Mariner, and Adam Fisher, that's me, correctly picked my Bull Sharks over Cape Coral. I thought that was a quality pick. That was good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Adam Regan now 35-7 and on the season. Adam Fisher now 33-9. and Still two games back. Let's see if I can make it up. Now let's go to our picks. Let's start with LaBelle at Southwest Florida Christian. LaBelle, they won last week. Southwest Florida Christian also won last week, and we know Southwest Florida Christian has that high-flying offense out there. Freshman Eli Moore, once again, threw for 300 yards last week. I'm grabbing his totals right now, but 1,261 yards on the season in five games. And LaBelle's games have all been like very low-scoring, you know, trudge-it-out kind of games. What do you see? Is this going to be high-scoring, or is it going to be that 17-14 to game again? I think if you're Matt Davison, the coach of LaBelle, you want to slow this game down and limit SFCA's possessions. And they can do that with a pretty good running game, pretty good offensive line. Jalen Gallegos, strong running back there. This one is not at LaBelle, though. Yes. That, That home field advantage, not there. Am I picking first? 
Sure, why not? I, I want to say that uh, LaBelle, the most points they've scored in a game this season is 21. Other than that, every other game has been 17 or fewer points, so they better hope it doesn't get into a high-scoring affair. What do you think? Who you got? This is a, a coin flip right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take Bill Moore and SFCA. And just to be a contrarian, I'm going to take LaBelle coming in. As I said even earlier in, in the other segment, it's tough when a private school plays a public school just because the public school has more resources, a bigger roster, more guys to rotate in. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think it'll be very close. Bishop Faroe at Cardinal Mooney, a rivalry game. Two of the three Catholic high schools in the local diocese down here. Faroe, let's talk about them. We haven't mentioned them yet. Coming off a surprising home loss to Sebring. And I know I've said it eight times this podcast. It's tough when a private school plays a public school. But Bishop Faroe is a bigger private school. Sebring is not a very good public school they're undefeated this year yeah give them a a little bit of a break up there in sebring very surprised to see varel lose last week how about you i was surprised too i thought that this was going to that was last week was going to be the start of a winning streak after they played such a tough gauntlet for the first couple of weeks but i think bishop varel bounces back in a big way this week cardinal mooney their only win this season their one and two is against northport who fisher as you know is basically a free space on the schedule. Oh, oh, yikes. Good thing no one no one in Northport listens to this podcast. Yeah, so, uh, yep, I'm going with Vero. Yeah, yeah, me too. Vero's going to bounce back. Even though it is on the road, they have to go up to Sarasota. So Riverdale at Cypress Lake, I think if you would have asked us a week ago, we would have said this uh, was going to be a, a blowout for Cypress Lake. However, Cypress Lake struggled against a very good Lehigh team last week, and Riverdale surprised us with a physical, grinded out, Two-point win over a decent Golden Gate team. However, it's Riverdale at Cypress Lake. You know, I just – I think Cypress Lake bounces back. They, they got the the weapons. They got that offense that can't score against, you know, a defense that isn't elite like Lehigh. And Riverdale, definitely not an elite defense. They might be pretty good, but they're not elite. So, I'll pick first. I'll take uh, the Panthers. Again, this is another game where you have a high-scoring offense that needs to be kept on the sideline. Riverdale needs to move the chains and make sure that offense doesn't get enough opportunities. I don't know if they have the offense to do that, so I'm going to take Cypress Lake in this game. That's two of us taking Cypress Lake. Ida Baker at South Fort Myers. You know, South has been putting up points, but not against, you know— great teams again we mentioned Eli or I'm sorry East Lee in the other segment they're trying to get back on their feet South Fort Myers I believe scored 40 points in the first quarter is that right last week against them and they won 70 to 6 Baker coming off a couple losses in a row at one and two do you think Baker can hang with South Fort Myers yes I can I I, I think they can I didn't like what I saw from Baker's offense in that 28 to nothing loss to North. Uh, Baker fancies itself a team now that can, is trying to climb into the upper echelon of Lee County teams in a 28 to nothing loss, which followed a 33 to 19 loss to Dunbar, really isn't doing much for them. But I think these are two evenly matched teams. But I'm going to go with South Fort Myers at home. I'm going to take South also. If South wins, that drops Baker to 1-3, and three, which really isn't indicative of, of how good they are because that, that would give them three straight losses to Dunbar, North Fort Myers, and South Fort Myers, three really, really good teams in our area. Yeah, I, they got to come out with a win here. I mean, they, they got to at least go 1-2 and two in this gauntlet right here. Back down to Collier County. In Collier County, we do have two you know intra-county matchups. 
Baron Collier at Golden Gate. Baron Collier undefeated, though only two games. 2-0 Golden Gate at 1-2. Both their losses, though, by single digits, by one-possession games, games they could have won in the fourth quarter. I saw Baron Collier last week, and they looked good. Their offense can move it at times, but other times they kind of fell apart. But their defense really stepped up against a good offense um, in Gulf Coast. I don't think Golden Gate's offense is as good as, as Gulf Coast. And Baron riding high, you know, I, I like what I saw from quarterback Dylan McNamara, so I'm going to take the Cougars. Yep, I'm going to take Baron Collier too in this one. I'm trying really, really hard to put take away the recency bias. I mean, Golden Gate lost to Riverdale 14-12. Right. They only put up 12 points. And one offensive touchdown, and the other one was a fumble recovery, I believe, for a touchdown. So I don't know if they have the firepower to hang with Dylan McNamara and the Cougars. Yes, Estero Abenita Springs, we touched on it in the last segment, the battle for South-South Lee County. Of course, this doesn't include South Fort Myers, but Benita Springs coming off their first ever varsity win on the field. Estero struggling a bit this year. Do the Bull Sharks continue to roll? I don't know. Is it is this a letdown game? First it, win it on be. the field, first varsity win on the field. It and, easily uh, could be. They could easily and going be. into a rivalry game. Well, and and hopefully Rich Dombrowski, you know, their head coach, kind of pounds that into their head and not look past the stereo, even though they're, you know, have struggled at times this year. But I'll pick first. You know me. I'm on board with the Bull Sharks. I'm taking Benita Springs. Yeah, I'm gonna take Benita Springs too for for the first time because, you know, they've now they've won a game and I think they can win another one. And another rivalry game, county rivalry game, community school at St. John Newman. Newman coming off a tough loss. They have not been at home on their true home field in quite some time because the the one game they had to play all the, all the way out at Ave Maria. And then last week they were on the road at Lemon Bay Community School coming in. The only 5-0 team in all of Southwest Florida. I'm going to let my friend Adam Regan pick first on a game that I think will be close, but what do you think? I think it'll be close as well, and... I'm going to go with the undefeated team until they lose. I like that because I wanted to pick my upset special. I am taking St. John Newman, despite what I said about them in the past segment. I think they're still a tough team, and they've had CSN's number as of late. They're a physical team. CSN has not faced a team that's this physical in quite some time. So I think the Celtics will hand CSN their very first loss. And blow up that nice undefeated matchup the next week, Canterbury and Yeah, they will, unfortunately. Ah, Another Collier County game, Laley at Gulf Coast. Two teams coming off losses where they kind of struggled offensively. I think Gulf Coast has a little bit more firepower here. Gulf Coast is at home. Laley has not convinced me yet that they have the offense we were hoping they would have. At the beginning of the year, we knew Laley's defense was good, but we said the question was going to be the offense. Coming in last week, they did not get any points against a very good Palmetto Ridge defense. Gulf Coast defense has given up some points, so maybe Laley gets back on track. Maybe this is a high-scoring, fun affair, but I will take the home team with Gulf Coast. And I'm going to take Laley here. You love Laley. <laughs> I you try guys to hear pick that, my, Trojans? I, Adam Regan loves you. I, I, I'm trying to pick my spots against you here because I feel like you can pick up ground in these Collier County games which are very evenly matched as far as I'm concerned but I am confident that Laley will beat Gulf Coast this week. That leaves us two games left it's the big ones we're going to start up here in Lee County with the Lee County showdown of very strong programs Fort Myers at Dunbar we talked about it earlier I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be physical. I think these teams are going to be beat up and tired. They're going to sleep all day Saturday after this but I'm going to let Adam Regan tell me who he is picking because he is the Lee County expert. Again, this game is so hard to pick. It's probably one of the hardest games to pick 
all season each year. Such a rivalry game. All these kids, you know, they play Pop Warner with each other. There's bragging rights on the line. And I'm stalling because I don't want to make a pick. <laughs> it's tough. It is at Dunbar. I don't know if that uh, it does. It. That makes a difference. That makes it harder because if it was at Fort Myers, I'd go Fort Myers. Right. We don't pick against all, Fort Myers all day, Not anymore. Like Dunbar, they're they're so impressive. I'm gonna go with Fort Myers because yes. their staff knows how to take away the biggest threat for every team that they play, and I think if they can take away. One of Dunbar's biggest offensive threats. I don't know who that is. I guess it's Davion Palmer. Yeah, it was but, I mean, last week. He was basically I, the majority of their offense. That's that's also also what makes it hard. But I think Fort Myers will take away one of Dunbar's biggest offensive threats and be able to win this ball game. I said yes when you made your pick because that allows me to take Dunbar to give us an, another game to vary on. You know, I like to go against you. And the last one, I don't know if we're going to vary on this one. I think we might. Naples at Lehigh. You're picking first in this game. All right, I will. If you promise me you'll pick against me. I can't make that promise. (laughs) Man, so, you know, I think Lehigh is a very good team, and I don't think Naples is as good as they have been in the past. That is not nothing offensive to the Golden Eagles. I think anyone who's seen them will say that. But you know me. I'm a homer. I want the Collier County fans on my side. I'm not going to lie to you. I I have to go out to these games and cover them, so I want them to be on my side. I want them to read Adam Fisher's copy every day in the Naples Daily News. But I'm taking the Lightning, and I think you might take Naples. I think I am taking Naples. Yes, I hope so. Are you really? I think uh, Naples, whether it's Bill Kramer or Rick Martin, I think they have Lehigh's number. Lehigh, very talented. But I think Naples will execute when they have to. So Golden Eagles. Guys, this is so exciting. We just picked 10 games, five games difference between us. I think in the past three weeks, we only had five games total that we had different. So, LaBelle at SFCA, Community School at St. John Newman, Fort Myers at Dunbar, Naples at Lehigh, Laley at Gulf Coast. Those are the games to watch in our picks standings. Come back next week. You will see me with a three-game lead over Adam Regan. Adam Regan, anything to say as we close the show? You're not confident that it's... You think that you're going to go 5-0 and in the games we have a go Correct. against? Correct. I do think that. That's why I picked that way. If I didn't think I was going to win those games, I wouldn't have picked that way. I like your confidence, but you know, I think you're going to be very disappointed. Well, we shall see, guys. Hey, remember to stay with uh, Naples Daily News and the Fort Myers News Press all week long. For tons of coverage on Friday nights, we have live scoreboards, videos updated hourly. And hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, all those fun things. Thank you always to Andrea Melendez, our fantastic producer, and to Adam Regan. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Remember, the Inside Southwest Florida Football Podcast will be available for download to get you ready for the coming week's games. Mm-hmm.